Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. From the Society for Nautical Research, in partnership with Lloyd's Register Foundation, I'm Sam Willis, and this is the Mariner's Mirror podcast, the world's number one podcast dedicated to all of maritime history. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm very excited to welcome Emily Sandy and Erna Janine. Emily is a photographer and visual artist specialising in portraiture and storytelling through conceptual projects. Janine is a hand weaver, specialising in Japanese freestyle weaving with natural fibres and creating conceptual textile-based art projects. They have both recently collaborated on an exciting project called She Sees, which combines photography and textiles to produce artwork on a number of women currently working in maritime history. They are both here to discuss the project and what it's all about. Okay, well, hello and welcome, Emily and Janine. It's so lovely to have you. First of all, could you tell us a bit about what you both do and how you came together to work on this exciting project, She Sees? Okay, over to me or you, Janine. Yeah, so we, can, we could both do it. We can um, both do it. How do we come together? Um, well, we've, we've known each other for some years because we live in the same part of the country and we're both creatives. So we were bound to bump into each other and maybe even work together at some point. So we've done three projects together that we've developed into exhibitions. And um, yeah, it, it seems to have been so that we found an exciting new way to delve into the theme of storytelling. And that's really what we're all about. Yeah, so through, um, I'm a photographer, Janine is uh, an exciting, extraordinary weaver, excellent weaver, and um, that's how we met, through our creativity, and um, yeah, so we're doing storytelling through photography and textiles in an interesting way. Amazing, and what is the story that you are trying to tell? So currently, the story that we are trying to tell is um, of women in maritime so it's a exciting up and coming exhibition um showcase called she sees for lloyd's register foundation and we're working on the contemporary component working with the women, various women across the maritime sector and we have um photographed 18 women in total and we've asked we've gone across the uk wales uh, Scotland and even actually one trip to Sweden um, to 
to work with these amazing people to tell their stories through photography and textiles. And Janine was very busy researching and how to represent some of their stories stories through um, textiles. So I'll pass that on to Janine. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a co-collaborative project. So the way me and Emily always work together is that um, as a photographer and a weaver, the third party in our project, who is the subject, um, is the story that we're going to be telling. So we all together worked as a team to um, to express things in a creative way. And yeah, the maritime history is so rich of references and metaphors and different sayings and different ways of looking at things that, it, it, yeah, it, it was very interesting to look at it from a textile perspective and try to get the storytelling part out. What really helped is that we spent time with each woman, um, you know, saw where they lived, what, what their work entailed, the challenges that they're up against. You know, we talked at length about obviously their, their job and, and also their status as a woman within still largely male-dominated um, industry. So all those things together we've combined within, yeah, the, the outcome of each each photo, which references into each unique story. And each woman we did... Um... We well, we asked them, you know, where would you like to be photographed? Where's you know, where's the center place for you? Where would you feel best represented an aspect of your of your role? Um, yeah, pretty much, yeah, ninety nine percent chose to be photographed by by water, understandably. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious about the one in Sweden. How did that come about, and who who was she? Um, Dr. Cleopatra Dumbia Henry. So the president of the Maritime University. Um, in Malmo. In Malmo, yeah. So, I mean, she has connections worldwide. So, you know, I had to go to Sweden and we, yeah, we did that. <laughs> Brilliant. And how do the photography and textiles come together practically in the exhibition? Well, we have a set way of working, which is to, of course, meet our subject, the woman who is self-selected to tell her story and obviously felt strongly that there is a story to be told and, and share with a wider audience. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I do a little bit of research before we set off into the particular role of the woman and so does Emily on her part. And obviously there's things like the weather and the location that also come into play. And then we kind of focus on Loosely, the archetype of the job that the woman holds, and we try to give that a visual expression. Um, so we have a couple of ideas in our minds, and then when we arrive on the location where we'll photograph, we'll discuss it with our subject, and and we work with the situation as it is there and then. Brilliant. So it's quite spontaneous, a kind of spontaneous reaction to these women and their lives. Yeah, it's spontaneity built on some research yeah. and historical references, yeah. but also metaphorical references. So it could be something that is a little bit more abstract that we're trying to tell. So maybe setting your own course or creating waves, you know, those things are also aspects, even though they don't literally apply to the job, but, you know, causing some yeah. ripples maybe is something that we could say about women in maritime. And do you have a favourite experience or a very mem memorable experience from this project oh there i mean i loved every single one equally but i think maybe we could refer to 
one of the textile pieces that you thought worked quite well. What do you think? Um, what's your, yeah. what's your favourite textile reference? Well, I think the one that came out, in, in my opinion, in the most interesting way, where I thought it was the most tricky to do something was with Barbara. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah. she works um, in, in archives at Lloyd's Register. And our idea, of course, is based on time. And then we ended up creating a, a long timeline through the sands, but also through uh, some of the Bronze Age um, fishing contraptions that are left there. Oh. Yeah. And there's also a series of, series of barges there. So it was kind of, you know, prehistory meets industrialized history and the timeline through that. And Barbara holds the timeline, and which is, I think, her role as head of archives wow. and, and mm. you know, holding that history together. So we, yeah, and it looks nice, you know, the black sand and a row of barges. Where where would you find it? That's an amazing, an amazing allegory holding the timeline. Yeah. yeah. And she's, so she cool. is the guardian. Exactly, yeah. exactly. She literally <laughs> holds the archive. So that, that that is, in essence, a sort of archetypical way of looking at what she does, being a steward or a guardian of that heritage. Yeah. Um, so obviously this is all part of a wider rewriting women into maritime history project. And how do you think this project has contributed to that and kind of raised awareness of women in maritime history? I mean, we're looking, so we're designing the exhibition as well. So that's another story. But we, mm-hmm. so so uh, my, my husband and I, I've got a company called Salma Creatives and we've been commissioned to design the exhibition, but collaborating with Janine. So three of us are looking at the exhibition, but essentially Carl is designed the exhibition. So you come in um, and it will be the past, present and future. So then, now and onward. So as you come in, it would be looking at women, forgotten voices of the past. And then you come into the contemporary component, which is our work mm-hmm. um, with the photography and textiles. And, you, and then the third part would be, so now what? So onward and um, the future. So what's next? How do we how do we inspire young women to potentially, you know, want a career in the maritime industry? So that would be that would be an interactive, participatory magnet wall where people can put their thoughts and and what's next kind of thing. And and what is next is we're hoping um, to have uh, a central London-based exhibition in March to be confirmed, um, where we can open the, the the exhibition to a wider audience. Fantastic! So, is that the first opening of the exhibition, or when does it first come into being? So, the first yeah. is um, at the. It will be an internal closed exhibition at the IMO on the 11th of September. Yeah, during London International Shipping Week. So yeah. It'll be the start of that particular Brilliant. week. That's the beginning. And then the March one would be the second. And then, the, it's, I mean, the idea is for it to be a travelling show. So, yeah, that's just to watch this space, really. So we'll just we'll do yeah. the first bit. And then, yeah, it's with the hope of having it travelling around the UK. Um, but this is UK based. So the next phase, this is phase one and phase two is going to be <laughs> She Sees International as yes. in traveling abroad, going to different countries and finding women abroad. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fantastic. 
Yeah. I mean, you've already done Sweden, so... Yeah, so it's a good, it's a good, it's a good start. Yeah, because I think yeah. women would have many things in common, but they would also have many separate uh, locations, situations, and d- different types of, of work that um, would be definitely needing to be part of a wider view of women in maritime. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why do you think that women historically have been kind of less recognised in the industry? Well, I think, first of all, there were many fewer women working in the industry directly. I know a good lot of them worked onshore in um, ancillary industries like rope making, sail making, um, and everything that happens in land to also support the maritime efforts. Um, yeah, I think the, the, they just were not in prominent places within within the industry and they just didn't have as much of an opportunity to let their voices be heard. And also through some of the stories that we've read that are going to be featured in the exhibition and there'll be plenty more online because there will be a website designed and dedicated to this initiative. Um, I think the opportunities were, they weren't really present and they weren't available. It wasn't advertised as such, you know, going through schooling and it just mm. wasn't available. People didn't think, they would just think it was for men. Women ah. didn't think, you know, I could have a career out at sea. But I think the ones who are slightly more forward thinking would grab the opportunity and just some of the stories that I did read, they wouldn't, they would, they wouldn't sign, they would sign their name as, um, you know, Smith or something, but you know, not give away their gender. But that might also have been ah, at, at risk. Yeah, yeah, it's clever, hey. And then they got the interviews. Yeah. They got the interviews. But they also might have been at risk at sea, or the, yeah. you know, there's so many different factors mm. where they actually would, you know, not be very safe. Um, but yeah, we're trying to, and we've spoken to many uh, women in our projects who have families and work at sea, and it it seems to be perfectly doable within the right setting so it wouldn't be something to exclude women from the industry yeah I think more of us just need to know about it and um could you give us some examples of what careers all of these women have had so we can kind of get a picture of of where women can go in the maritime world um yeah we can um I think we started with um marine biologists we've had people um, in the boat building industry represented. So two two people, uh, two women related to that, which is very interesting um, in regulatory services on land. Um, yeah, as head of a maritime university, um, being an advocate for uh, lobster pot fishing in Devon. <laughs> we had a, a super yacht engineer, for instance. We've had... Um, a, a deputy captain of PO, um, an oyster farmer, a seaweed free diver, yeah. head of company. Yep. Um, wow. Yeah, lo- lots, quite a few. <laughs> and, and how did you initially track down these people and decide to make them your subject? Um, just, well, through, through, some of them are through connections through just different organisations, but I started with we look, looking at Lloyd's, and some of the women came to us. And just organic research, especially with um, Cairo, the, the, oh, the yeah, seaweed the sea- harvester. I mean, 
that was quite unusual. And um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that shoot. It's just so raw, the really environment. Is, yeah. yeah, but at the same time, she runs a company with employees. She has to fulfill all, all the legal requirements. She has to, you know, do all those things that you do as a full on entrepreneur, as well as then keep an eye on the tides and make sure you get out to see to wherever you're going to get seaweed from. So that was inspirational. I think they're no less than heroes. And I think they're full of stories. I think we probably could have filled another whole project with yeah. even more stories. Yeah. It's amazing what a range of roles there are that you wouldn't even think even existed, but it's fantastic. An entrepreneur, you could, yeah, th there's all these other things that fit in the category, but you wouldn't necessarily think of immediately. Yeah, brilliant. And why why do you think this project is important right now specifically? Well, we're looking at different ways of telling stories, but also creating platforms for those uh, women's voices to be heard. And I think we're trying to do it in a slightly unusual, but really contemporary way. So part of the exhibition also be taking place online. So there's a lot of space for interaction and, and the overall project could travel very widely um, through the website as well. And, and hopefully it would just become visible enough to attract a slightly new audience, you know, just families or whoever might be coming to our Central London show and, and to just um, yeah raise the profile and create extra platforms for discussion of what is it what is it like what what is there why would it be attractive and all the women we've worked with were very enthusiastic about their careers and it, it's um, yeah it's definitely inspirational and just raising awareness to encourage discussion and action on inequalities that will still exist in the industry today. That's one of the key messages. Brilliant. Well, I think we'll finish on that optimistic and exciting note. Um, and there's lots of ways that everyone can get involved, it sounds like. So through the web, through going to see the exhibition in London and wherever it tours in the UK. Um, and so thank you, Emily and Janine, for opening our eyes to this wonderful project. And we will hope to hear more soon. And if everyone can follow us on social media, you will be updated. Excellent. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. I'll be back soon with some more guests to discuss all things women in maritime history. Goodbye for now.